Focus is shifting to the ANC's national elective conference starting Saturday, in which the party will elect a new leader. Highly anticipated and inherently unpredictable, the outcome is due to have serious implications on policy and RAND assets. John Ashburn, Africa economist at Capital Economics, joins us with his take on the possible outcomes and market implications. Good evening, John. Good evening. Now, John, tensions appear to be running high ahead of the conference, with some even billing it a potential watershed moment for both the party and the country. Why does it matter? This conference comes uh, at a very difficult time. It comes at a time both when South Africa itself is facing some very serious uh, economic questions on on unemployment is one obvious one, but, but many others as well. And it also comes at a time when the ANC is probably more divided than it's been certainly since it took power in 1994 and and possibly even before that. So it's been widely seen that the party really faces a very clear choice in which direction they want to go, um, both in the lead-up to the next general election in 2019 uh, and in the direction of policy even after that. As you mentioned, it does come down in a sense to policy and how the party is positioning itself for that election. That's true, because the ANC has had a series of of quite disappointing election results. Um, Obviously, last year with the the local elections um, in particular. And so there's a sense that the party really needs to have a, a bit of a new, uh, a new direction to get under, out from under the, the shadow of the, the Zuma presidency, which is increasingly controversial, obviously. Uh, and so there's two clear candidates who have very different ideas of, of how to deal with that question. So does the ANC try to uh, invent an, a new policy framework and move to a, you know, a radical economic transformation, a, a big change in how things are done? Um, or does it try to focus on dealing with these corruption allegations and distancing itself from, from President Zuma um, as it sort of rebrands itself for the next election? And that, that question is what's going to be fundamentally decided uh, this weekend. So let's talk what the two frontrunners or suggested frontrunners actually stand for and what we can expect from them. They're, of course, Deputy President Cyril Ramaphosa and in Kosozana Tlamini Zuma, who was former chair of the African Union Commission. If we start off with the deputy president, in your opinion, what would a Ramaphosa leadership actually mean? Mr. Ramaphosa hasn't been hugely clear about the direction he wants to go in um, from a policy perspective. So his big uh, slogan is a new deal. Uh, so he wants to work closely between business and, and labor and government to try and get the economy growing again. And that's something that, that no one could really plausibly disagree with. But it isn't exactly clear what, what, from a nuts and bolts perspective, that would entail. A, a lot of his campaign is focused on the fact that he would offer, he says, uh, a more honest government. He would move away from these corruption scandals. And he would really focus not on the sort of political disputes that have been happening within the party and, and, and outside of it recently, but on dealing with these technical economic problems. So unemployment, very slow growth until recently, uh, high, high levels of public debt and, and of household debt as well. So his claim is that South Africa faces a really serious series of problems and he is the sort of the man to get down and focus on, on dealing with that in a very technocratic way, um, much of which involves following through with current policies uh, in a more effective and, and more honest way. But given his policy stance isn't that different to what's going on at the moment, why is he considered the preferred candidate, especially when it comes to financial markets? Well, it is interesting that, that Mr. Ramaphosa is, is claiming that he's the candidate to really change things up when, of course, he's been the deputy president for years. But I think that the sense is that um, he's someone who has promised to really draw a line under the corruption allegations that have circled the government currently 
and he's someone who's promised um, to really work with with business uh, and with business leaders, both both at home and, and abroad. And his willingness to sort of engage with with investors in that way has been taken very positively um, by by a lot of business leaders in South Africa, particularly in comparison uh, with his opponent, who obviously has taken a much more uh, adversarial perspective on a lot of uh, the business community in, in the country. So he's seen as being someone who will maintain the current sort of investor-friendly outlook of the legal system in South Africa, um, but will also move away from some of the the, the corruption and the, the political difficulties that the Zuma government has, has ended up in. Now, having mentioned his opponent, Dlamini Zuma, what do you think her leadership would mean? So if Ms. Dlamini Zuma is elected this weekend, I think the, the first result from a market perspective is that the RAND would probably fall um, by a bit. So the, the RAND really has strengthened on and off, but has strengthened a bit in recent weeks, partially on the belief that investors have that Mr. Ramaphosa is now in a better position than previously they had thought. So I think the market has priced in potentially a Ramaphosa win, uh, and if the markets are wrong about that, it'll be a bit of a shock and the RAND will fall a bit. Over the longer term, I mean, Ms. Blamini Zuma is from the wing of the ANC that sees the solution to the party's current problems in a much more left-wing, much more interventionist policy to deal with the, the social and economic problems that South Africa has. So their perception is that the party hasn't done enough for its supporters and it needs to go a lot farther um, if that means a slightly higher level of debt, if that means angering foreign investors, that's a, a price they're willing to pay. Uh, if it means, if it makes it possible for them to uh, engage in the kind of uh, radical transformation of the economy that, that she is promising. So that's a prospect that obviously frightens a lot of investors, particularly foreign investors, um, who don't re- exactly know what this would mean, but certainly think it would lead to a, a worse deal for them. You mentioned that the RAND may fall uh, should she be elected new leader of the party. Generally speaking, I believe that there is little liquidity in the RAND at this time of year. So to what extent would the RAND's reaction to either candidate uh, emerging victorious be a bit of an overreaction? Uh, it certainly could be that. And, and when we've seen in South Africa the RAND react to political news, whether it's a, a new finance minister, which tends to happen pretty frequently, or, or any other kind of news, uh, you'll see a, a jump of a few percentage points, and then often that will come back in the next few days. And over the longer term, I think it's safe to say the RAND really is moved more by by global trends and in commodities particularly. So who is elected this weekend isn't going to really change the RAND six months from now from where it otherwise would have been. But I do think we'll get some volatility right as the news comes out. But will it change our ratings prospects going forward and also investor confidence? On the ratings prospects, I think the, the remaining investor-grade rating is, is quite fragile, and the, the ratings agencies have been very clear to say that they want to see things turn around and they want to see more effort uh, made to maintain that. Uh, it's possible, if, if Mr. Ramaphosa is elected, to see that kind of change happening. I think if, if Mr. Lamini Zuma is elected, there's almost no chance um, of the remaining rating being maintained um, because we've heard from the rating agencies that they need... Uh, a new statement of intent. They need to see changes in the budget in February that uh, show a, a willingness to contrain, constrain expenditure. And, and based on what she said, I, I don't think that's very likely. So I think with Mr. Ramaphosa, it's maybe a, a finely balanced thing. And with her, I think it's quite clear that that rating would go away. Uh, on investor confidence, generally, I think similarly, if, if he were to win, that would be a relatively positive or at least a status quo kind of result for the investor confidence measures. 
Um, if Ms. Ms. Dlamini-Zuma is elected, then again, I think there would be a hit to confidence, at least in the short term. Obviously, it would then depend on how her government actually turned out, but in the short term, that would be a negative result for a lot of businesses. And as I understand that February budget next year is going to be key uh, in influencing ratings decisions. Absolutely. I mean, we've had a lot of negative um, news in the October medium-term budget policy statements. There was an announcement that things were quite a bit worse from from a deficit perspective than had been expected. Um, but there wasn't a lot of new policy announced in October. It was just a, a catch-up of where, where we are. In February, uh, the government is going to have to lay out a new plan of of how to deal with the situation. And uh, that's something where I think a lot of investors and, and the ratings agencies particularly will be looking for a sign that the government is, is moving in a new direction. And that's, that will be, I think, for, the, for whoever's elected this weekend, that's the first big test of where the government is going um, that we'll see in the new year. And talking about where the government is going, a lot is being made of the outcome of this weekend itself. But questions around the transition period remain. How do you think this is going to pan out with either candidate? Well, that's certainly very difficult to say, and it's a, it's a very politically tense question within the party. But the important thing to remember, of course, is that the, the ANC at this weekend is electing a leader of their party. They're not electing a new leader for the country. So Mr. Zuma will still be there on Monday. Uh, and the question is how the party deals with the transition, which will become inevitable, but which won't be immediate. And if it's a transition between Mr. Zuma and, and Mr. Ramaphosa, who, who doesn't seem to, they don't seem to get along very well recently, then that could be a difficult and maybe a, a bit of a choppy one. And, and you know, fundamentally, that, that becomes a, a political question um, for the party itself uh, rather than an economic one. But you know, when there was the transition uh, at the end of the Mbeki presidency uh, years ago, that became a, a sort of drawn-out affair and that could happen again in a way that would lead to a lot of confusing news stories for the markets a lot of um, lack of clarity and, and, and fundamentally that would be I think a, a bit of a worrying outcome but the result would, would eventually um, be known but it could be a, a difficult transition. John that's where we'll leave things this evening. John Ashburn Africa economist at Capital Economics thanks for sharing your insight with us.